Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. We were engaged for two years and, and then, then we, we broke, broke up. up and then we stopped talking to each other for a year and now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me? If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs> you don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? <laughs> if I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. Oh my God. I think if I met you now, I'd, I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time. Hey everyone. So this week is going to be a bit of a different podcast. And why is that, SJ? Because we're going to be playing an interview that I did with Peter in 2012. Man, that was almost... Four years ago. Almost exactly four years ago, yeah. Yeah. So four years ago, I volunteered at this radio station in Melbourne called SIN, which is the Student Youth Network. It's a community radio station and it's all people under 26. And I had my own radio show, which was called Your Life, the Musical, where I actually started that project because it was an excuse to be able to talk to slash become friends with people that I thought were cool. It's such a good idea for a show. Like I was telling Lucy about it and he was like, that's an amazing idea. And I was like, it is the best idea. I reckon you'll bring that back someday. Like you'll be on radio someday doing that exact same show idea. Maybe. So the show idea is getting someone to kind of tell the story of their life through five or 10 songs. Not, not like writing songs, but like picking songs that were important to them in various moments or that remind them of that time of their life. And so it's a really cool way of, of getting someone's musical taste and the story of their life all in one handy interview. Yeah, I think that it I think that it turned out really well. I think. Uh, well, no, I was gonna say like the idea is amazing. The execution is pretty awful. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, I I agree with that. The idea was good. <laughs> the idea was good. Oh, I sound so smarmy. I'm like, I'm on the radio. I pronounce all my words very carefully in this interview. I don't know why the fuck I was doing that. Uh, We were not experienced in the ways of interviewee kind of things. And like, you don't explain the premise of the show at the start. I don't at all. And we don't really explain like what this, it's, it's a shambles, but it's kind of cute listening to you and me from four years ago when we were still like madly in love. This was just before I proposed, like... A couple of months before I proposed. I think it would have been a couple of weeks maybe before. Yeah, it might have been. It was like, it was directly before I proposed. And for some reason, we don't... (laughs) This is so stupid. I don't know why we do this. We don't... We we just like keep it a secret that we're going out for the whole interview. Even though you talk about the person that you're dating, which is me. But you don't say that it's me. I think one thing that's good to keep in mind whilst listening to this is that we made this radio show. No one listened to this radio show. So we kind of thought when no we were, one was going to listen. Yeah, so when you're recording it, you're like, no one is going to listen to this. So who cares? <laughs> anyway, we're, we're smarmy and young and dumb. And it was really interesting for me listening to it to be like, oh man, I haven't thought about this song since that moment. Or I haven't thought about this story I'm telling... I know. I said, I, I listened to the interview and I got the track list and I was like, Peter, I need you to send me these songs. And one of them, you were like, I have no idea what that song is. And I was like, you chose it as one of your most important songs four years ago. And now you, you don't know what this song is. At one point I described something as like a crab trying to get through a triangle. 
Yeah. And, and we both just kind of let it go. Like That would like not be let normal... go now. No. That <laughs> like is that a normal would... thing to say. We're both just like, well, let's just, let's just move on. And listening back, I was like, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> anyway, enjoy. You sound very, like, you sound very beholden to yourself. I don't know what that means, but we've spent like five minutes talking about this thing now. Have a listen. Enjoy. Uh, we'll be back next week with a, with a, a current episode, a modern up-to-date episode. Enjoy. Good evening and welcome to the very first episode of Your Life, the Musical, uh, where each week we get in a local musician or personality to pick a few songs that basically tell the story of their life. With us this week, we have the lovely, the amicable, the likable, the nice person. Those are all very, very moderate words, aren't they? <laughs> amicable, nice, average. We have the average... <laughs> We have one of my very special friends, Peter C. Hayward, on the show. Hello. Who I've known for approximately one year. A bit over, I think, yeah. A bit over a year. We met through Biscuits, and since then, the friendship has flourished. Um, Peter C. Hayward, tell us a little bit about yourself in a general way. Uh, well, I live in Melbourne. Uh, I'm not from here. I'm from Brisbane, Sydney, Toowoomba, and Canberra. So the whole East Coast, and I spend my time trying to create stuff that's good, if, okay. I, if I had to put it in a very broad way. Uh, currently, I host a panel show called We Should Know Better. Which, which I am actually one of the team captains true. of. Uh, you can find details about that at weshouldknowbetter.com. Am I allowed to do that? Is that allowed on this you can, channel? You can plug that. Uh, that's, that's, that's kind of the thing that I work on most of all these days. You do other stuff though, right? Yeah, uh, I run an impro troupe called Jim Jam Impro. Uh, which you're also a part of. Um, we've just finished a series of fringe shows, which went very well. We were very happy with that. And we're looking to get back into classes. Uh, I'm going to spruik that as well. If you want more information, gymjam.org. It's all about the websites today. You also have your own website, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can check me out at petercheywood.com. That's H-A-Y-W-A-R-D and a C for Charlie. petercheywood.com, which tells you everything that I do, which is a, a lot, lot of things. A lot of things. There's like, did you say apparently over 100,000 words? On your website? Uh, I did a, I did a count once, all the stuff. Now, I've only put up the, the stuff that I liked most out of everything I've made, and it came to, I think, yeah, I think it was somewhere between 100 and 250,000 words. Uh, since then, I think I've written another 200,000, of which about maybe 10,000 would go on the website. So I, I, I'm very proli- prolific and very picky. I write I'm a lot. I'm glad that you're picky. <laughs> I write a lot and then sift through the crap. Well, I've actually chosen Peter to... S- be a first cab off the rank because of anyone that I know, Peter always has the uh, most surprising stories. <laughs> he he has a bit of a, a life motto of trying to experience as much of the world as he can, um, which leads to some very interesting stories. It actually leads really nicely to the first song. Oh, that's great. Uh, which is a song... Can I introduce it? Do you want to introduce it? Yeah, tell this us... the first episode. Tell us How, what how's it is. Gonna, this is setting the template for the next 12 weeks there. You're going to introduce it. Uh, this is a song called Rock and Roll Nerd by Tim Minchin. It's a song which uh, nicely covers that whole lots of experiences thing. And I'll talk more about it after the song. Doesn't have a problem with drugs. He just doesn't get them. He's fine that his mates have tattoos, but he thinks they'll regret them. He likes going to pubs, 
But he hates it when the music's too loud He tends not to go to rock concerts Cause he can't stand the crowds But all he's ever wanted to be Is a rock star on MTV But he knows that it's not fucking likely He's in his mid-thirties He knows that he will always be a rock and roll nerd He'll keep writing songs the world will never hear And though they won't be heard He'll just keep writing Oh yeah But you see the problem is He always dreamt of being a star But he learned piano instead of guitar which in the 90s didn't get you very far So while the other kids were learning Stairway He was the piano to their forte But he was convinced one day he'd rock their fucking asses And be an icon for the disenfranchised masses And grow his hair long and rebel against the state but just for now that I'd have to wait Cause he's running late for his morning classes Then he will always be A rock and roll nerd He'll keep playing gigs that no one knows about And though it sounds absurd He'll just keep playing Oh yeah But you see the problem is There's not much depth in what he's singing He's a victim of his happy middle-class upbringing So he can't write about the hood or bling-bling So he sits and imagines his girlfriend is dead To try and evoke some angst in his middle-class head But the bitch is always fine at half-past nine when they go to bed And he's not spent a single night in prison He has no issues with nutrition he has no drinking problem and no drug addiction Unless you count the drugs they put in chicken And marijuana always tends to make him cough He doesn't look good with his t-shirt off And when he tries to act tough you can tell he's tricking Or go out late, a pop and pills and a having fun. He goes home and showers and gets a good eight hours. He gets his thrills from his morning run. And while his mates will go on dates, are taking speed and drinking cans of Jim Beam. He stays home and cooks, cause up with a book with a girl he's had since he was 17. Cause he's never really been part of the scene Give him guns and roses, he'll take Queen He's more into Beatles than the Stones He's more Stevie Wonder than Ramones And he's never owned a transit van He never shot a Pantera fan He doesn't know the difference between metal and thrash He couldn't tell you nothing about Axel and Slash He likes Ben Folds on the Jackson 5 He knows all the words to stand even though he tries to be all grungy and cool He spent 11 years at a mobile fucking private school So it don't matter how he tries He cannot hide behind his rock and roll lies Cause he'd be the god in all your town Yeah, you need to rock it all you want Yeah, you'd be the god in all your town Yeah, you need to rock it all you want Yeah, you'd be the god in all your town Yeah, you need to rock it all you want Yeah, you need to rock it all you want 
knows that his music lacks depth, but it just can't be helped. He has nothing interesting to say, so he writes about himself. But he doesn't want to seem self-obsessed, so he writes in third person. In an attempt to seem more rock and roll, but he suspects it's not working. And deep in his heart, he knows he will never be Bono or Bowie. And even if he was quite pretty, with small pants like Kylie, he knows that he will always. with Rock and Roll Nerd and Peter why does that track mean so much to you? Uh, the track less so as much as the, the story behind it. Uh, Tim Minchin in, in that song he details you know his life in third person and the fact that he's a middle class sort of average Joe who didn't really have a lot of emotions to put into songs. Uh, I, I aspire to writing, I want to write to be a writer and so I wanted to go out and experience a shitload of things so that I could have more interesting stuff to put in my writing. So when I first moved to Melbourne in February of 2010, I lived on the streets for a month uh, with no money in my pocket and relying on the kindness of strangers. Now, I, I can't feign excitement because I, I already know this story. But can you tell us uh, what did you learn from that experience? Uh, the, the quote that I most often use is that I saw the best of people and the worst of people. I, the, the number one thing I learned is that when you're homeless, you are actively invisible. Um, for the few days afterwards when I'd had a shower and a haircut and was wearing nice clothes, I kept running into people on the streets, as in literally running into people, because while homeless, I'd just gotten used to crowds parting as I walked, people actively ignoring my existence. Uh, so that was sort of the worst of people and then the best of people one night I was sleeping under a bush in a park in the rain Which is right up there with the most miserable experiences of my life. You've heard of Chinese water torture That's where they drip the water on your yeah. forehead, right? Because yeah. it's actually impossible to sleep while water is dripping on your forehead I learned that about a month ago not knowing that uh, that was probably why I couldn't sleep for that night Because I was under a bush and no matter where I lay there was always some water dripping on my head and the next morning I woke up and an elderly couple who lived nearby sort of found me and took me in and gave me a shower 
and at insisted on giving me $50 and their number in case I was ever in trouble. So, wait on, wait on. Why didn't you go home? Because, <laughs> I mean, I was after the experience. So if I left the second it got, quote, interesting, um, I wouldn't have had the experience at all. I had the option, I guess, of going somewhere, but it never really occurred to me because I wanted to ride it out for the whole 28 days. I was never in serious danger, just sort of boredom and misery. Whoa. Uh, and so through that, I learned a lot about people and myself and many things. And so I think just little stuff like that, I became a, a better writer. The reason I said the Tim Minchin song was relevant is because the first line is, he doesn't have a problem with drugs, he just doesn't use them. Uh, while I'm after as many experiences as possible, I don't use drugs. I think that's kind of relevant. Uh, I identify a lot with Tim Minchin. He moved to Melbourne to want to become famous, and so did I. And we're both kind of led very average lives, and I think tried to escape that which sounds terrible because, I mean, a lot of people aspire for an average life, uh, people who have lived through horrible things. But as someone who wanted to be creative, I wanted to experience the more horrible things so that I'd have some kind of depth in my writing. So are you now going to start chemically straightening your hair and wearing eyeliner? Uh, no, no. I did experiment with coloured eye contacts. What? Yeah. I had blue ones. I had green ones. Uh... <laughs> Why? Because, you know, I wanted to see if, if that was a look that I would go for. Did but you ever go, like, all black? All black eyes? No, no. No, they're very expensive. <laughs> I only had two sets. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've worked out that it's not necessarily about the look for me as much as it is the content. So, what's our next song, Peter? Next song is a song called This Year by the Mountain Goats. Oh, uh, yep. Okay. Nice pick. Thank you. Um... Now, someone told me that the Mountain Goats is your favourite band. That's correct, yes. Uh, the Mountain Goats is really just a guy called John Daniel, but even when he's playing by himself, he says, we are the Mountain Goats, and I really dig their music. I've had it through YouTube, of all things, uh, the Mountain Goats. And uh, did you see them when they came out earlier this year? Uh, yeah, I did. I went, I went and checked them out. So this is This Year by the Mountain Goats. <laughs> Here we go. Games in a drunken 
What does that song mean to you? That song represents 2010 to me because uh, I was going to get through it if it killed me. It's, uh, it was what a... happened in 2010? 2010 started with me being homeless, which was enlightening but miserable. Um, went straight from that to me being a full-time salesman. You know those jobs where, you know those people who stand in supermarkets and yell stuff at you to try to get them, get you to come and talk to them and yeah, buy stuff? Yeah. That was me for two and a half months. Did you, what did you sell? I sold makeup. Ooh. Makeup at supermarkets. And I was very good at it. Um, <laughs> I was making a lot of money and pouring my life into it because for some reason I thought that was the way to go. And uh, after that, between the homelessness and the salesman, I was absolutely burnt out on everything and everyone and sort of hated life. And that's when I got hit by a taxi. What? And... This explains your hatred of taxis. I do, in fact, despise taxis, mainly because one hit me. I have a little scooter that I ride around. Yep. Her name is Danielle, and Danielle, after a girl, named after a girl who I met while homeless, who then dumped me while I was a salesman, adding to the horribleness of this year, uh, then got hit by a taxi, and then just spent the rest of the year being very, very lonely. I had no friends in Melbourne. I was too burnt out to actually go and meet people. Normally, when I move to a city, I do improvised comedy and improvised theatre, and that's how I meet people. But due to my burned outness, I just couldn't deal with that part of life. So 2010 nearly killed me, but I got through it and ended the year by shooting a children's television pilot, which cost me, I think, $4,000 and caused me to have a breakdown. Well, that sounds like a successful year. I did live through it. So you are still alive. I, uh, I set that song as my ringtone for that year around you know September or a bit before that just because I had to get to the end of 2010 and 2011 2012 they've been much better. okay much much better okay I'm uh, glad to hear it the the next song I've got is just really uh, I like it because I was a salesman it's called step right up by Tom Waits yep and it's a it's a kind of a spoken word piece I don't know what it is but I really enjoy it the cover of this album if I'm right looks like Tom Waits is sitting in the changing room of a strip club. That's correct. Yeah, there is a, a naked lady behind him. So and he's just kind of chilling out. It's called Small Change. It's a good album. Check it out, guys. Everyone's a winner, bargains galore. That's right, you two can be the proud owner of the quality goes in before that name goes on. One tenth of a dollar, one tenth of a dollar. We got service after the sale. How about perfume? We got perfume. How about an engagement ring? Some for the little lady, some for the little lady, some for the little lady. Three, four dollars. We got a year end clearance. We got our white sale and a smoke damaged furniture. You can drive it away today. Act now, act now, and 
receive is our gift, our gift to you. They come in all colors, one size fits all. No must, no fuss, no spills. You tired of kitchen drudgery? Everything must go. Going out of business, going out of business, going out of business. 50% off original retail price. Skip the middleman. Don't settle for less. How do we do it? How do we do it? Volume, volume, turn up the volume. Why, you heard it advertised. Don't hesitate. Don't be caught with your drawers down. Don't be caught with your drawers down. You can step right up. Step right up. Up the kids in school, it gets rid of unwanted facial hair, it gets rid of embarrassing age spots, it delivers a pizza, and it lengthens, and it strengthens, and it finds that slipper that's been at large under the chase lounge for several weeks, and it plays a mean rhythm master, it makes excuses for unwanted lipstick on your collar, and it's only a dollar, step right up, it's only a dollar, step right up, cause it forges your signature, not completely satisfied, mail back on you, No salesman will visit your home. We got a jackpot, jackpot, jackpot. Prizes, prizes, prizes. All work guaranteed. How do we do it? 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 We need your business. We're going out of business. We'll give you the business. Get on the business and of all. Going out of business, say we'll receive all. Free brochure. Free brochure. Read the easy to follow. Assembly instructions. Batteries not included. Send before midnight tomorrow. Terms available. Step right up. Step right up. Step right up. You got it, buddy. A large print giver and a small print taker away. Step right up. You can step right up. You can step right up. Come on, step right up. Step right up. 
by Buddy Holly and before that was of course Tom Waits with Step Right Up. Now you explained a little bit that the Step Right Up track was related to your salesman experience. That's right yes I I used to stand and yell at people and get them to sell me things. I've always been good at talking to people like I have no inhibitions so I'll sit on a bus and talk to the person next to me. Uh, Since working as a salesman I've lost any interest in doing that it completely burned me out on people. Really? Yeah. For for the next six months after that, I just didn't make any friends or really talk to anyone. Yeah. Since then, if I'm sitting on a bus, I just want to be left alone. And I used to not be that person. I used to want be the one who, you know, meet people and have conversations and get everyone involved in that, but not anymore. Uh, ever since the intensive two months of doing that for money. Are you now the person that refuses to talk to the hairdresser while they cut your hair? That's right. Yeah. I will, I will pull out my iPad or iPhone and play around on that very passively aggressively indicate that no conversation is required hairdressers i don't mind as much because <laughs> they're generally pretty good at it strangers however it's such a mixed bag i can't be bothered anymore and the buddy holly track can you explain that one for us well 2010 
as I mentioned, the anthem for that was This Year, which is all about I'm going to make it through this year if it kills me by the Mountain Goats. Every Day was my anthem for 2011, because the chorus is Every Day It's a Getting Better. <laughs> uh, I saw it on a, on a commercial about midway through 2011 and I realised that that was my song for the year so I went and got the original Buddy Holly and listened to it on loop and made it my, my ringtone You seem to discover music in interesting ways I, I, I like I like finding a song for the year and then seeing it as my ringtone that's my thing that I do to sum up each year um, 2000... do, you, do you have one for this year? Yeah I do, we'll, we'll get to that Okay, That's my final song of the day 2011, I met people who I liked, and uh, one of my one of my good friends, Mr. Harley Hefford, who I just finished doing a two man friend show with, and I also run Jim Jam Impro with. I met on the 26th of January 2011, and uh, no, just before that, slightly before no, the 25th. What's Australia Day? I met him on Australia Day 2011. Okay, that's good. And we instantly clicked. We started an impro trip together, and he's been a close friend ever since. And that for me, like that just that year was things just getting better and better and better until by the end I was happy. <laughs> what? That's right. It was it was a really nice year for me. I made friends, I did shows, I rediscovered my love of life and yeah, just 2011 really went, went went from 2010 which was probably the worst year of my life, 2011 by the end I was happy and every day it got a little bit better. So that's why that song. It's a really Nice story. <laughs> you know, thanks for bringing that piece of cheer into the Sim Studios. That's okay. My next song is less nice. It's, okay. it's not not tragic. It's uh, it's called the Broken Penis Song. Hmm. Uh, it was written by Sarah Jane Haywood. That is me. That's right. Yes. For your, <laughs> for your last project, which is about combining music with stories, you asked me for a story of my life. I told you about how, for many many years, without knowing it, I had a broken penis. Let me, when I first met Peter at a party at his house, you kept mentioning your broken penis I, and I'll, I'll, I was I'll, confused. <laughs> well, that was, I think at the time you met me, I'd learned about it about two months earlier. I kind of freaked out about the fact that, you know, the, my literal manhood, the symbol of my manhood was broken and it took me a while to come to terms with that. So when I finally decided to own it, I was not ashamed of it and people are interested. People like knowing about penises. And the reason I, I bring this song up is because I mentioned at the end of 2011, my life was much, much better. I actually got into a long-term relationship, which I'm still in, uh, ridiculously happy. And it came about because of the broken penis. Wait, um, okay. Everyone is sitting at home being like, how is your penis broken? <laughs> you cannot leave them in suspense uh, for the duration of the song. I'll let, I'll let everyone, I'll put everyone at ease. It's no longer broken. I had surgery. It's now fixed. Uh, that was also at the end of 2011. Uh, Christmas Day was when I was able to have intercourse once more. So Yay! really 2011 went from crap to much, much better by the end. Uh, I have had no longer, I had a thing called phimosis, which means that the foreskin didn't retract. So it would try, but like a... Um, like a, trab, like a crab trying to get through a triangle, it would try and try and try in very painful ways, which as someone who uh, didn't have a lot of sex, didn't really know, I was able to get by that with self-stimulation. It was only when I actually tried to have intercourse that it caused major issues without me knowing what the problem was. Uh, which this, this is a story that's told quite nicely in this song that Sarah wrote um, called The Broken Penis Song. But uh, I, I chose this because the girl I'm with had an unhealthy fascination with genitals, so when she discovered I had a broken penis, we got together, and we've been <laughs> happily together ever since. 
your broken penis. My broken penis got me into the best thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, that's really nice. Okay, here is the broken penis song by Sarah Jane Hayward. I was a virgin Too quietly in my life Cause I was religious And I thought that it was right Then I realized That there was no reason Wanted to give it a try So a cute friend She came over we spent two nights, we spent two nights together. We spent two nights, we spent two nights together. made out oh we fooled around we played the fool on the second night I got up the courage to try it we were so keen but so inexperienced but I of course the broken penis song by sarah jane hayward aka myself <laughs> if you want to see i'm gonna i'm gonna do my own plug if you want to see more from that project you can go to this is your song.org that's all that's the pl- all the plugging i'm gonna do of myself <laughs> today though um so when i was asked to come on this show pick songs that represent my life i thought hang on this one specifically written from a story in my life would do quite well for that yeah yeah i can imagine that that would come to mind 
I, I sort of split my life into years. I find it quite neat to do so. For a while I lived in a different city for various years. So 2006 to 2009 was Brisbane, 2009 was Canberra, 2010 to present is Melbourne. Um, but now that I've lived in the same place for long enough, I have to find different ways of splitting it into years. So I do that with creative projects. So uh, 2012 had me coming off the high that was the end of 2011. Everything was peachy. I had people. I had love. And I had penis. I had a, a working penis, uh, yeah. which was great. I was confident and happy, and I had a bit of money, which was nice because you know when you don't, it's less nice. And so, as I do, I pushed myself as hard as I could, and I embarked on a really large project, uh, which I won't go into details about for various reasons. But um, this next song is kind of a happy song about dark things. It's a song by Cake, it's called End of the Movie. Uh, I think it's actually a cover, I don't know, it's either a cover by them or an original, probably should have looked this up before the show. It's okay, it's okay. But it's actually, uh, Cake is one of my favourite bands, this is my very favourite Cake song, and when I was looking for songs for this project, I was... I enjoyed how relevantly I could fit it in here, um, because it's a song about horrible things happening, but staying to the end anyway. So you're saying that your project was horrible? No, the, the project was good, but it represented the end of a few things in my life, uh, which I won't go into. <laughs> Sorry, I really wasn't talking about a thing that I can't really talk about, but um, I think I think the song says it nicely. Can we, just, okay. can we just put the song on? Is that okay? That, that's okay. So this is, of course, End of the Movie by Cake. People you love will turn their backs on you. You'll lose your hair. Your teeth, your knife will fall out of its sheath But you still don't like to leave before the end of the movie People you hate will get their hooks into you They'll pull you down, you'll frown They'll tar you and drag you through town but you still don't like to leave before the end of the movie No, you still don't like to leave before the end of the show To sin, we have Mr. Peter C. Hayward. I don't know why I'm calling you Mr. I am I, actually a male. Yeah, I'm <laughs> the penis song. <laughs> pretty, pretty solid. It, it feels that. a bit more um, uh, formal or something. Like you're more of a real person. Okay, excellent. Um, <laughs> anyway, we have Mr. Peter C. Hayward <laughs> in the studio with us. He's telling us his life story, or at least the last few years of it. Um, through seven songs this evening, and 
We've come to our last song. Well, I was, I was going to expand briefly on that one, which was End of the Movie by Cake. Uh, that's It's a song about people you like. Yeah, perseverance. That's it exactly. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of this year, I embarked on a rather large personal project, which while it, it came together nicely, it ended a few relationships that I'd hoped to continue. And then in the middle of this year, I decided bollocks to this. I'm going to stop doing my own stuff and go and work in the industry Got a job working full-time as a camera assistant. Well, a camera assistant assistant, clap-a-loader. Um, even lower than clap-a-loader. I was video split. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone in the industry is listening to this, I was a video split. Uh, so both camera assistant and clap-a-loader are me talking myself up. They weren't jobs that I had. Although on my first day, I did clap and load, so that was very exciting. But um, Most people are already bored. <laughs> so I, wor- I worked for the total of three days full-time. And when I, mean, when I say full-time, I mean close to 14-hour days while still trying to work on a few projects of my own on the side. And also not getting paid very much. That's right. Yeah, I got paid uh, $100 per day, which when you divide it by the, the 12 to 14 hours I was doing is pretty low. It was, it was kind of an under the table sort of deal. And so when I left after three days, I didn't feel too guilty about it. But uh, that, that song for me is about horrible things and rather than walk away, stay until the end of the movie. And that's what I'm doing. I still want to work in TV, even after two massive, quote, disasters. I'm saying quote a lot because I use my hands when I'm speaking and you can't hear that on the radio. Uh, I'm still dedicating my life to TV because that's what I want to do. Well, that's nice. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a knife? It's, and that's uh, a good story of it's, it's stamina? Insanity. Um, passion. Passion. That's it exactly. Yeah. No matter how many things go wrong and in 20 years time, even if I'm still alone in a room, I'll be trying to get on TV. I'm, I'm trying to make TV. Sure, I think you should talk about um, why you like Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais is my number one hero. Number number one tied with John Cleese and my dad. What about Eddie Izzard? Eddie Izzard's good, but he doesn't... Okay, fine. Uh, sure. I like Eddie Izzard plenty, but Ricky Gervais is... If you haven't heard of him, you should have. He's amazing. He writes, he directs, and he stars in all the things that he does. And he didn't get his start until he was 40. <laughs> I thought it was 39. Uh, th- 38, 39. Um, he was much older than you'd expect, and now he's massive. He's coming up to 50, or he's just turned 50. And that gives me hope that even if I don't make it for another 15 years of trying, there's still a chance. Um, I find that really inspiring. I think if I, if I was to make it today, I would be 15 years up on Ricky Gervais, <laughs> <laughs> who is my absolute hero. That's great. So... What is the last song we're going to be playing tonight? The last song is my anthem for this year. And uh, yes. not only relevant for the year, but relevant for this moment. Um, do we, do, are we ending on the song or do we play it and then talk about it afterwards? No, no, no. You, you, we're going to play it and, and that's going to be the Excellent. end of the show. Uh, oh, that's it? Yeah, so I'll so talk about it now. So you should talk about uh, it So now, this is yeah. a song called In My Mind by Amanda Palmer. Ah, this is one of my favourite songs. This is my favourite Amanda Palmer song, even though it's not on my favourite album of hers, which is Theatre is Evil. Uh, In My Mind is her talking about... I mean, you're about to listen to it, but uh, it's her talking about stuff she wants to do and the fact that she's not, but in her mind she'll get to it. So, like I was saying then, I'm going to keep on making TV, trying to make TV, trying to make good stuff until I die. And in my mind, it'll happen but at the moment it's not necessarily happening, which is explored nicely in the song. Uh, it's particularly relevant this moment because it's been two months since I went to the gym. And in my mind, I go to the gym three times a week. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm going to go three times next week. And there's a lot of stuff that's happening or going to happen in my mind. 
What a lovely introduction to the song. Okay, this is In My Mind by Amanda Palmer. And that is the end of our show. Thank you very much, Peter C. Haywood, for joining us. And if you want to listen to any of the other shows, you can check it out online at sin.org.au. Tune in next week. Say where you can find more Peter. Oh, okay. And if you want to, you can find out more information about Peter C. Haywood's projects at... Uh, PeterCHaywood.com, WeShouldKnowBetter.com, or JimJam.org. Thanks very much again for coming in and for sharing a bit of your life with us. Thank you for listening to me rant. <laughs> in my mind, in a future five years from now, I'm 120 pounds, and I never get hung over because I will be the picture of discipline. Never minding what state I'm in And I will be someone I admire And it's funny how I imagined That I would be that person now But it does not seem to have happened Maybe I've just forgotten how To see That I'm not exactly the person That I thought I'd be that I thought I'd be And in my mind When I'm old I am beautiful Planting tulips and vegetables Which I will mindfully watch over Not like me now I'm so busy with everything I don't look at anything But I'm sure I'll look when I'm older And it's funny how I imagine That I could be that person now But that's not what I want If that's what I wanted Then I'd be giving up somehow How strange to see But I don't want to be the person That I want to be so many things things that aren't really happening and when they put me in the ground I'll start pounding the lid saying I haven't finished yet I still have a tattoo to get 
guys we hope that you liked that us episode from the past. us from the past i'll tell you now we don't have any other like secret recordings of us from the past i mean one day maybe we'll find we'll get back the the footage of you proposing to me it's not like secret audio podcast content though i don't know at the moment it's no one knows what Wait, it sounds like un- unless you and i get back together there has never been and will never be an audio recording of us going out and admitting that we're going out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, probably not. But, um, thanks, thanks for listening. Uh, if, if you have the time, please uh, leave us a review on iTunes. That kind of stuff is super helpful for our rankings. Uh, just hit iTunes and give us some stars, as many or as few as you want. I don't even mind. Just give us a number of stars, leave us a review, and Peter is my favorite son. Do you want to say that Peter is your favorite son? I refuse to say that (laughs) on moral grounds. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.